What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Well, good evening. Lots of exciting things happening this evening, aren't there? Wow. Try to find a spot where there's not a bad glare. There we go. Wow. I just want to say I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I was telling Trenton here the other day that it, it feels good to be where God wants me. It's been something that I had struggled with for quite a while of knowing exactly what God wanted because you never want to never want to move before you know it's time to move. You know what I mean? So it feels really good to be here this evening. I'm excited for what God's doing. He's definitely doing something because we're hearing stories from all over the place of God moving and it's just exciting. Tonight we are going to be in Colossians chapter 3. And the title of my message this evening is Hide and Seek. So a little bit of different uh, twist on what we're going to be getting into tonight. But let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to gather here, Father, in your house. We just thank you, Lord, for our time of fellowship. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time to study your word. And I pray, Lord, this evening, Lord, that your word will go forth, Father, that they will hear you and not me, and they will see you and not me. Lord, you be glorified in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so this evening, I want to propose that many of us, many of us, all of us, may be playing hide-and-seek with God. So to see what I mean, let's take a look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3, and it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, and I'm out of the ESV, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on the things of this earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So as believers, we're risen with Christ, and death has no hold on us anymore, amen? It's not something that we have to worry about. We don't have to be scared of dying. Now, I know that we probably all think about it from time to time. But knowing the hope that we have, knowing that Jesus Christ is our Savior, we don't have to fear that anymore. It doesn't have that grip on us that it once had. So think about that this evening. We have a promise of resurrection back to life. Amen? That's a promise that Christ gave us. We are supposed to seek after the things that are above. So seek after God, seek after heaven, seek after God's ways. Verse 2, set your mind on things that are above, not on things of this earth. This tells us to set your affection on things above. So a gentle feeling or a fondness, and I looked at this as a longing for, you know, long for the things of God. Set your mind on the things of God and what he's doing and what he wants for us. It's I looked it up and it said a gentle feeling or a fondness, but you know, I I really do. I see it as a longing to experience the things of God. 
as I read through that, I got excited to see that. But it also says, not on the things of this world, doesn't it? None of us do that, do we? We've never thought about anything that has to do with this world, have we? Because we're all perfect Christians, right? Everybody in here tonight's a perfect Christian, listening online, Christians, we're all perfect, right? Uh, if you believe that, you're lying to yourself, okay? <laughs> it's, it's not true. We're not perfect Christians. And yes, we all do mess up from time to time. Of course, we've, we've been wrong. We've acted wrong. We've thought wrong thoughts. We've behaved wrong many of times. But let's keep digging in. Let's look at verse 3. It says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. It says that we are dead. It says, for you have died, right? So we're dead. No, wait. Let's read that again. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What that means? Well, it means that we are dead to the world and now our life is in Christ. Are you dead to the world? Are you dead to the world? Where is your life? We're going to talk about that as we dig in a little bit more, but I want you to hang on to that word tonight. Are you dead to the ways of this world? The rest of the verse says, it even says that we are hid in Christ. And that's really what I want to dig into tonight the most. But instead of seeking God and being hid in Christ, we are hiding from Christ and seeking the ways of the world. Let me read that one more time. Instead of seeking God, Christians, I'm talking to you, instead of seeking God and being hid in Christ... We are hiding from Christ and seeking the ways of the world. Now, I'm not pointing fingers at everybody tonight, but I'm saying at one time or another in our lives, we've probably done this. And there's probably Christians that are listening online or, you know, hopefully that somebody will grab something from this. But we have got to make sure that we are being hid in Christ and that we're not hiding from him because we tend to do that. Lost my spot. Let me back. Okay, so that's what we do when we're in sin, though, right? You ever tried to hide? I can remember a time I had a dream, and I don't know if I've ever told Trenton this dream or not, but I remember a time whenever I was younger, I had a dream that I was at my dad's house, and I remember a car coming up the driveway, and I ran to the window because I wanted to see who was coming in. And when I seen who it was, I got scared. I was like, oh no, I got to go and hide. So I took off and I ran to my bedroom and you know, you jump on your bed because when you're a kid, you know, like I'm dreaming. I have no idea why I did that. <laughs> but you know, you throw your covers over your head and nobody can see. I guess that was what I was supposed to gather in the dream is that, you know, she won't be able to find me. But as the dream progressed, she came into the house, which I don't know who let her in the house. They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but she came to my bedroom door and she had a package in her hand. And this was a church, a church lady at the church that I had went to. And I opened up the package and inside the package was a pair of red running shoes. And then I woke up. And I thought, what in the world does that dream mean? And I immediately knew God was saying, why are you running from me? I was running from this church lady represented the Christian walk, so to speak. And then I get a pair of running shoes and she's like, why? You know, and I wake up and I realize you're running for me. The shoes were red and I never thought about what red meant until a few years back. 
And I thought, I just wonder if that represented the blood of Christ. I was running from His calling for me. I was running from what He wanted for me. You see, I wasn't hid in Christ at that time. I was hiding from God. I was trying to hide so that He couldn't find me. And Christians, we do that a lot of times because we don't want people to see the things that we do. And we don't want God to see the things that we do. But the problem is, is that you cannot effectively hide anything from God. You might be able to hide it from Pastor Trenton or Pastor Ed. For a while, you might be able to hide it. But you can never hide anything from God. We need to be so hid within Christ that the world cannot find us. You understand that? So hid in His ways and the things that He has for us that the world, they can't find us to... The world wants to attack us. The world wants us to fall into sin. The world wants to destroy our lives and our Christian walk. But if we're hitting Christ, they can't find us. That should be our goal. That should be our focus. It never works, though, does it? It's never worked for anybody in the Bible. They've, I mean, look how many times people in the Bible have tried to hide from God, and God, <laughs> He found them. I mean, He knew right where they were the whole time. It, you cannot effectively hide from Him. So whenever we do this, we are effectively playing hide-and-seek with God. So what are we doing? Whenever we're supposed to be Christians and we're trying to hide from God so that He can't see us, we're playing games with God. It can't be so, Christians. We've got to stop playing games with God, especially this time that we're living in right now. There is no time for games. Look at the, just look at what God is doing here. I mean, this... Look at what God is doing in this place. And look what He's... I, I can tell you stories of things that's happened in my life, things that's happened in family members' lives right now that God is doing. God is moving. And it's amazing the things that God is doing. We cannot be playing games with God anymore. We have to step up to the plate and be ready for what it is that He has for us. Playing games with God is never a good thing to do. Our wants and our cares and our affections and our personality, everything that makes us us should be hid within Christ. That's how serious this is. Everything that makes us us needs to be hid within Christ. Our identity, everything. So we should be hiding from the world by being hid in Christ. We should be so separate from the world because we're hid in Christ that the ways of the world can't find us. I just want to repeat that again. The world should not be able to find us to cause us to fall into temptation. Don't show me your hands this evening, but how many people have fell into a temptation? I'll wave mine because I'm not afraid to admit my faults. And it's like Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners. Hey... I'm self-admitted that I mess up and that I know that I have things I have to work on. But this is telling us right here, if we hide ourselves within Christ, those ways, those things, those temptations, they will not find you. That should be motivation for us to dig into the Word, to dig into prayer, to get yourselves to church and to get around other believers because that's where we draw our strength, our strength from, is from other believers. We draw that from reading the Word and through prayer. If God is calling you today to do something, then stop what you're doing and go do what God's calling you to do. And you see, that's, that's kind of the point that I got to. 
I knew God was calling me. And I got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't find any reason anymore to not do what God was calling me to do. I had to do it. And it brought me to tears whenever I had to do it. Number one, because you're stepping away from uh, people that you love and something that's been your life for a very long time. And number two, because it's scary. <laughs> it's scary to step out into the unknown. But I tell you, this, this journey that I've been on has made me realize to be hid in Christ and to know what His will is for you is an amazing feeling. And if God's calling you to do something, you need to step out. You need to make that decision to go and to do what Christ has called you to do. Instead of seeking after God and wanting to find Him and understand His ways, we sometimes hide so that the ways of God can't find us. Or we think that they can't, right? Has anybody ever... You know, just said, well, I'm just going to quit reading the Bible and I'm not going to worry about God. And God does. He can just leave me alone. God never left me alone. <laughs> that Holy, you know, I could go back and I didn't share a lot of this in my testimony a few weeks ago. But I can remember times in high school and moving through there, that high school years where I was doing things that I shouldn't. I was, let me put it this way. I was in places I shouldn't be in. And the whole time I'm there, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, get out of here. Just tugging. He never left me. I couldn't hide from him in the world. He had a grab. He grabbed a hold of me. He had a call on me. And he was going to make that happen one way or the other. He never let me go. He'd only let me go so far. I was out there seeking the world and trying to run from him. It doesn't work. Christians, so we got to stop trying. We just have to dig into what he has for us. Let's look at verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now let's stop there for a second. When Christ, who is our life, Paul knew who Jesus was to him. But who is your life? Who is your life? Is Christ your life? Are we making him the center of everything? Because we have to. Because if we're not hid within Christ, the ways of the world are going to find you. And they are going to beat you up. The world is not forgiving Especially right now. The world is not forgiving. It's got it out for Christians right now, in case you haven't been paying attention. The world has it out for Christians. That's why body of Christ, body of Christ, we have to come together and we have to put aside all of the, the silly things that everybody thinks the difference is that we can't worship and fellowship together. You've got to put all that mess aside and you've got to realize that we agree upon one thing and that's Jesus Christ crucified. We have got to focus on that and come together and make a move and do something for God. That's what I believe that we need to do. So, verse 5, 6, and 7. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On, these, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these you two once walked when you were living in them. Sever your ties to fornication. Sever your ties to uncleanliness, to greed, to lust, to idolatry, to evil desires and impurity. And anything else that would keep you from growing in a relationship with God, just sever it. That's what it's saying. Sever your ties to it. Walk away from it and don't look back. But that's hard, Pastor. You better believe it's hard. Jesus never said it was going to be easy. 
You know, he said, come follow me. And what did the disciples, what happened to all most of them? Think of the hardships that they went through when they followed him. But after he was resurrected and they went out on their own, think of the hardships they had. Right? He never said it was going to be easy. All of these things and many more like them, it's because of these that God's wrath is one day going to come to this world. It's one day, it, it is going to come. But guess what? We all walked in these things. We've all gave in to these things. And sometimes, maybe we have those thoughts. Maybe you even act on something that you shouldn't act on. We've all sinned. I'm pretty sure that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody in here is perfect. Pastors, I I don't know why people believe this about pastors. We're not perfect. (laughs) We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no exception in there for pastors. People look at us like that. People look at us and they say, oh, well, you're just perfect and you, know, you don't ever have to worry about nothing because you're so close to God. I would like to be a lot closer to God than I am. And I'm a lot closer to God today than I was five years ago, but I'm not where I want to be. And if you are, then... If you're where you think God wants you to be, then you better you better start praying because He wants so much for us. Amen? He does. He wants so much for us. If we be hid in Christ, then we can put to death every way of this world. Not saying that we won't sin, but that it is possible to do away with the foolish things of this world and to grow in Jesus. Verse 8 says, But now you must put them all away. Uh-oh, there's more. If you haven't severed your ties to the, the first ones, now there's more, okay? So, put all of the anger away, put all of the wrath away, put all of the malice away, put all the slander and the obscene talk from your mouth. Okay, so, these last few verses, we are being told, again, to be hid in Christ. We must put away all of the things of this world, and now more is added to that list. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. I can say that I'm guilty of many of the things that we have spoken about tonight. (gasps) Did he just say that in the pulpit? He's guilty of sin? Yeah, I did. But see, that's the point of what we're reading here in Colossians chapter 3 is we're being told that that's no longer who we are. And that we need to be so hid in Christ now that we know the truth that the ways of the world and the things of the past can't find us anymore. That's where we need to be. Uh, One second, guys. I'm sorry. It jumped on me. We need to put them all away and consume ourselves in the things of God. Hide ourselves in Christ and the ways of this world will not be able to find us. Seek God. Why is that so hard for Christians sometimes? You know, I've used the excuse, oh, I just don't, I don't have time tonight. Anybody else ever said that? Oh, I don't have time tonight. And then tomorrow comes, and you get up and you go to work, and you come home, and you got the honey-do list, or whatever it is that you got to do, or you got you to work on your sermon, right? Pastors, we got to work on our sermon, and then sometimes working on your sermon is not spending time with God. And I know that that, that may sound funny, but sometimes you're... It's like you're studying almost, like like you're still in school and like you're studying something. 
God wants that intimate time with us. And sometimes that's not, we have to stop what we're studying to go see what He wants to say to us. Amen? And I know that that's hard. It's your choice to try and stay hid from God, but you're not really hiding. God knows right where you are, and He's never going to stop reaching out to you guys. He's never going to stop reaching out to us. I thought about something <laughs> this week. We've got to quit. This keeps jumping, guys. I'm sorry. We've got to quit time traveling to the past. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Our past is not who we are today. But you know what? The only thing that the devil has on you is your past. Because he doesn't have your present and he doesn't have your future. So he tries to use your past to manipulate your present and your future. We forget about those things, don't we? Because you know how many times I've been sitting and I see things in my head that I should not see. And I thought, no, that's not me no more. And you shake it off. 20 minutes later, that ain't me no more. Devil, I rebuke you. <laughs> and you pray. But you know what? The devil is using the very tools and the very same things that he knows will tear you down. The very things that tore you down in your past, he's going to use them now. Because he knows that that old man, if he can get that old man to get to stirring up in that belly again and get to stirring him up, if he can get that old man out, he can get you to stumble and fall and he can get you to look real bad. Christians, pastors, ministers, teachers, children's teachers, if he can get you to stumble, then you've lost your witness and you've lost your ministry. Quit time traveling to the past. Know who you are in Christ because you are so hid in Christ that the world cannot find you. Amen? Let's look at verse 9 and 10. Do not lie one to another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Look, we've put off the old self and we're supposed to have on this new self. That's what we're supposed to have. I don't know how to say this other than just to say it. I see a lot of Christians that look worse than they did when they had their old self. Because they're not, they have neglected to put on the new self. And you really, you have to question whether their experience was real or not. But what we're being told here is that old self, although sometimes the devil's going to throw things at you and we're going to mess up from time to time, that old self is no longer who you are. Why? Because you are so hid within Christ that the world cannot find you. And that just drives the devil nuts. If you will not time travel to the past with your mind, Satan doesn't have anything on you. Because if you're a Christian, you've been blood-bought, you've been redeemed, and you have been set free by Jesus Christ, and there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that the devil can do about it. Because he cannot take it away from you. It is a covenant between you and God, and there's nothing. It's a blood covenant. There's nothing that can change that. Absolutely nothing. It says that our new self, and I love this, is being, is being renewed. Being, not been renewed. Just, oh, you're renewed. You're good. You're good to go. No, when I see the word being, it, it's continual. 
Something is continuing on, and that tells me that God is still working on me. He's still renewing me. He's still teaching me. He's still taking me to another place, a higher place. He's showing me something day after day after day after day. He's showing me new things in Scripture. He's showing me things when we pray, a new revelation of, of things in my life and things, ways to do things. And I know that He does that for other people as well. One thing that we have to understand is that we will never be perfect in this body. Okay? But there is one that is perfect. And He did something for us so that we can go to a place that is perfect. So that in some respects we will be perfect. We'll get that new body. We won't have to worry about all the ailments and all the tears and all the crying and all the mess that we have to deal with down here. Because He did something for us. And He's telling us a way to make our life here better. And I want to say it one more time before I close. To be so hid in Christ that the world cannot find you. So in conclusion today, our relationship with God is not a game. Stop playing hide and seek with God. Hide in Christ and let the world play the games. We ain't got time for them. Amen. We ain't got time for them. The work that he did on the cross was not a game. He had to make the conscious decision to go do it. And he even said, if I wanted to call the angels to come and take me down, I could. Well, he wasn't playing no games. He knew the job that had to be done. He knew what he was doing to the devil. He was not playing games. And we cannot treat our relationship with Christ like a game. Dig into your word. Dig into prayer and hide yourself in Christ. If we're never reading the Word, if we're never going to church, or if church and prayer is a once-a-month kind of thing for you, if that describes you, then maybe you're playing hide-and-seek with God. Maybe it's time to come out of hiding, Christians. Maybe it's time to come out of hiding. Start seeking. Start seeking God. If you haven't been hitting Christ up until this point, tonight's the night to make that change. Come up here, get before God, sit in your seat, get before God, whatever, whatever you need to do to get right with God. Tonight, you need to do that. Seek after Him. Search within yourself and say, God, am I chasing the world? Am I walking around seeking after the things of the world or am I really hitting you? That's what we have to do tonight. Stop playing games with God. And I'm going to go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word that has come forth tonight. Lord, this was your word that you were speaking to your children. That in itself is remarkable to know that we serve a God that loves us and cares for us and will speak to us. Father, I just pray, Lord, for anyone, Lord, that may be listening, Lord, online or uh, in, the, uh, in the church here tonight, Father God. Anyone, Lord, that has been hiding from you, Father God, or hasn't been seeking you the way that they should, Lord, I pray, God, that you would impress upon their hearts right now to get their lives right with you. 
Because God, we are in serious times and we we recognize that here, Father. We know that we are in a serious time and that this is no time for games. This is no time to play games, Father. So Father, I pray, God, that you would show yourself to us. Show yourself and help us, Father God, to be so hid in you that the world cannot find us. Tonight, Lord, if there be someone here, I pray, Father God, if there's someone online, Lord, if they they would just say this prayer, Father, forgive me of my sins. Father, I know that I have sinned against you. I know you sent your son to die on the cross. And I ask you to save me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Live there. And change me. And teach me to be so hid in you. That the world cannot find me. In Jesus' name. Amen.